Hello, everyone. We are here live doing Cooking with the Hazelnuts, heading into some holiday roundup recipes. And I'm Debbie Hazelton here with a whole party already on ACB Radio Mainstream. And with me, we've got the big R. Randy, are you there? Okay. And uh, we've got... And we've got... Let's see. We've got Jason, and we've got Melissa. Hello. Okay, I don't know. Um, And Larry's here. Hello. Hey. You know, I'm not sure if everybody's name came up right. When I faded back the music, all the names went back, too. So I don't know how that worked out. But anyway, hello, everyone. Oh, my gosh. Well, I know, Randy... Uh, we wanted to start with the voicemail from last week, right? Is that what we want to start with? We sure could. Okay. Well, we're really excited. We've had a couple of voicemails, and one of the people that left us one is here tonight, so we'll play that voicemail next week. But here is a voicemail we got this week uh, from Kathy. Hi, Debbie and Randy. My name is Kathy. I'm originally from Massachusetts. I now live in Utah. Listening to your show Saturday night, um, you were talking about choppers, and Debbie, you were interested in bread slicers. Randy was talking about those. I can give you the facts on one. I have one we got off of Amazon. It's a bamboo wood foldable bread slicer. It is 12 inches long, seven and a half inches wide, and with the slotted sides up, the slicing guides, it's six inches high. It's foldable in that the slotted sides you push them forward on a little spring action and they slide and then fold up underneath it. And then you can put it back in the box or just sit it somewhere. It's about uh, maybe two and a half inches high, the base part of it. And also, you were talking about dicers and slicers. I have something from Progressive, which is called a prep work. And it's 11 inches long and about five inches wide. And you open up the rounded top on it and there's a grid on the inside of that and the blades go on a part that fits into the base. When you slam it down, those grids push the food through the slicers on the bottom. I have done potatoes on it, apples and onions and it saves a lot of time. I got this from blindmysmart.com. I just want to tell you, I love your show. I caught the very first one because... I listened to Cooking in the Dark with Dale Campbell, and I put it on a little early and caught your first one. I've caught every one. And you had mentioned that Humanware was going to try to do your podcast. You are now officially on their suggested podcast list, and I found you on there. So now you come directly to my stream every week, actually. I have some easy two- and three-ingredient recipes for desserts that are super. So I'll listen to your show, and and if you mention anything or whatever, I'll give a call back and give them to you. But it's great to listen to you guys. Love the show. Oh, Randy, I forgot to tell you, your blender that you have, the book for it, is now on the NLS Bard site. You could download that book with all the recipes and all the information about your blender. Unfortunately, they don't do the one that Debbie has yet, but I'm hoping they will because I'd like to get one of those. So it's great to hear you guys. I just downloaded your podcast today. Didn't get to finish it on Saturday. 
taking care of Halloween with my grandchildren. But I will finish that today. And so I'm glad to hear from you and can't wait to hear of you again. Bye. Oh, nice. Thank you, Kathy. Hmm. Yeah. I uh, just want Kathy to know that uh, when I bought my Vitamix, it was uh, $360, I think. And to add that book, it only cost me uh, $460. To add that book? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you mean in print? Or what do you, what do you mean? No, no, no. I'm just kidding. It's uh, <laughs> an extra charge for the bard. Oh, for the bard? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now she gets it. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> oh, you don't. I was just saying I had to pay an extra $100 to get uh, the Vitamix up on the bard website, the book. Oh. Really. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway. Hey, if you would like to leave us voicemail, I think we're getting a little bit more of it, and it, I put it in the email today. And so here's our contact info. What is cooking? We are happy to hear from you, and we have a new phone number, 206-736-9301. Email hazelnuts at acbradio.org and find us on Twitter at acbhazelnuts. Yeah. So played all our promos. That means the show's over. <laughs> oh no, we still have many more. <laughs> oh good. Yeah. So well, wow, we're talking about holiday cooking here, guys. I just uh, we just finished making a big batch of pumpkin soup. Ooh, pumpkin oh, soup. That's really good. Oh, that sounds yeah. delicious. You want to tell us how you made it? Why, sure, I will. Two cups of finely chopped tart apples, one half cup of finely chopped onion, two tablespoons butter, one tablespoon all-purpose flour, four cups chicken broth, three cups of canned pumpkin, one-fourth cup of packed brown sugar, one half teaspoon of each, ginger, ground cinnamon, and nutmeg, one cup of unsweetened apple juice, one half cup of half and half cream, one-fourth teaspoon salt, one-quarter teaspoon pepper. Here's how to prepare it. In a saucepan, you want to saute your onions and apples in butter. Now you want to do that for about three to five minutes. Just make sure they're tender. After that, you want to stir in your flour until well blended. Gradually stir in the broth. Now I would use a whisk to do this. Stir in the pumpkin, brown sugar, cinnamon, nutmeg, and ginger. Bring this all to a boil. Cover and simmer for 25 minutes. Let this cool slightly because what you're going to do next is... Remove it from the stove. Then you want to pour it into a blender, such as a Vitamix or Blendtec. And I would do this in batches, because you're going to have about three of them. You're going to turn your device on. You want to have the container covered, and you will want to blend it until totally smooth. You'll want to refrigerate this overnight. Just before serving, you want to put this on medium heat. Make sure it's heated through. That will take you approximately 10 minutes. Next, stir in the apple juice, cream, salt and pepper, and then make sure that's all heated through. And then serve. Yum. Yeah. Does it taste like more like a vegetable or does it taste almost a little bit more like a dessert? Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Well, the tartness of the apple... Um, gives it a, uh, well, kind of a savory taste. Uh, savory yet creamy. It's just great. 
It's mm. a sipping soup. How do you think it would be uh, compared to a... Crust? a... <laughs> what? Poured into a crust and eaten like a pie? Oh, well, probably too thin for that. But compared to a squash soup. Like that, yep. Kind of like a squash soup. Mm-hmm. I have got also a recipe somewhere for an acorn squash soup, which is kind of the same. Isn't acorn more like summer squash? Mm-hmm. Yep. See, summer squash to me doesn't have much flavor. I don't know. Um, well, yeah, I tend to really like either, but you butternut. know, you got to add stuff. Go ahead, Jason. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I, I love butternut squash soup. Yeah. Me too. Then you'll like this stuff. And Hubbard. I love, well, I haven't had Hubbard in a soup, but I've had Hubbard squash. Oh, man. That is so good. Mm, I don't think I've had Hubbard before. Well, there's a frozen cooked squash, and if you can ever find it, you just just, um, heat it and add some butter to it, and as it melts, it gets really creamy. And it holds heat. I mean, it really gets it really gets hot. But and I love it. I mean, I grew up having that as one of the one of the vegetables we would have on Christmas and Thanksgiving. And I've been told that it's it doesn't say what kind of squash it is on the box, but I've been told that it's Hubbard. And uh, oh, it is just so good. But it's interesting to think about holiday recipes. I wonder what you some of you think of you know it's like we there are so many foods that come out mostly just at holiday time of year it's just kind of fascinating mm-hmm. what favorites my, come to mind my family being french canadian you know my parents coming from um saint quentin new brunswick um i get a lot of the french treats and that's what i think of french treats hmm I, I should clarify French Canadian. So um, they have a, a meat pie they call toutière. Um They have, oh gosh, some another thing called sea pie or sea pot, they call it, which is kind of like a layered pie or some kind of layered thing with crust and like veggies and potato and, and different meats and seasonings. It's kind of interesting. What's the crust on that like, Jason? Oh, it's not like a pie crust because it's all kind of moist from everything. So it's, I don't I wouldn't know how to describe it, but it's more sticky kind of, but definitely enough that it, you, you know it's a crust between the layers. And it, I think there's sometimes three layers or maybe more, depending on how big and how much, how many you want to serve. Here in the Midwest, we have something called a, uh, pasty. I have never had them, but I always hear about them. Tell me what you put in yours, what they're like. Well, okay. Uh, first of all, I, I buy them. You don't make them? <laughs> I, and bring them as well. <laughs> um, but uh, last, well, what, two, two or three days ago, three days ago, um, I bought five of them. And uh, they're uh, a meat pie, like Jason was talking oh, okay. about. Uh, what they are is potatoes, cubed, not ground, beef, um, carrot, and 
A lot of people put rutabaga in them. Ooh. All right. Very and everything is folded into a crust. And they're baked. And the, the edges are crimped. Hmm. So it kind of looks like a pillow, a big stuffed pillow with uh, all the stuff inside. And you can, once they're done, you can um, eat them with like sour cream or you all know what top the tater is. Oh, that's the the sour cream with chives that you've talked about a few times yep. on here. Yeah. You could do that. Uh, or you could, what I did, I, I really lucked out because a few days ago we made uh, beer braised pork chops in the slow cooker. Mm. And guess what uh, comes of beer braised pork chops? Not nothing after you've eaten them all, right? <laughs> well, no, that's true. <laughs> Gravy, and mm. those goes over goes over the um, pasties, and they are just absolutely wonderful. Wow! We now got- you could bake them or make them rather uh, from scratch at home. Hmm. And you need a food processor. You really do. Because um, you'd have to cut up the little cubed carrots and potatoes and onions and and rutabaga if you choose, and then you can use uh, oh like um if you want to take a shortcut, um, or you don't have to, but you could uh, make a pie crust, you mm-hmm. know, from shortening. Or if you didn't want to do that, you could just buy already made pie crust. And uh, shape them and crimp them, put them in the oven at like 350 for close to an hour. Oh, man, they're good. Yum. Yum. Well, I was. Yeah, the meat pot um, uses kind of a ground beef consistency. And I I think some people put potato in it, but um, the um, flavor is more like seasoned ground beef, a clove, and maybe and some other things. I'm not even sure. Hmm. Interesting. And they're all, they're mostly at, at Christmas time, right? Yeah, sometimes other special occasions, mostly Christmas. Or my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I was looking in here because I brought a bunch of recipes in, and now I don't see the one that I want to... Uh, wanted to talk about tonight my cheese log but you can find a bazillion recipes for them and if you take um i usually and randy you mentioned to me you like extra sharp cheddar i do too and so if you take um extra sharp cheddar and you can you know you can decide how much of any cheese you want in it um and I just, I'm not sure whether it's a pound, it might be a pound of extra sharp cheddar and um, uh, one or two eight ounce packages of cream cheese. I mean, uh, recipes are going to vary, but um, blue cheese in this and um, some Tabasco and they say to take onion and put it in a blender over a little bit of water so that it doesn't just turn into little pieces. It turns into practically like granular. And then you drain it so that you're left with this 
this you wouldn't want to drink concentrate, it like <laughs> real concentrate you wouldn't yeah. want to drink it and um what is so exciting about this is you make a um you chop up some pecans or walnuts i really like pecans and parsley flakes whether you want to use ground parsley flake you know parsley instant flakes or whether you want to use real parsley chopped up it's probably better with the parsley flakes the spice but you mix up some pecans and some parsley flakes and you put half of that mixture in with all your cheeses and you mix them up by hand and it's got a little Worcestershire in it you can add some garlic if you want and um and then after you do that then um, you roll that. You roll it in the pecans and the parsley. And what I usually do is make smaller ones and give them as gifts. Like I'll take a recipe and instead of making one big one or two big ones, I'll make you know six or eight smaller ones and give them as gifts. But you roll it and then wrap them and chill them. And just don't send it in the mail to Jason because I tried to do that and it went bad. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well. But, oh, that blue cheese. Oh, man. With the cheddar and the, and the uh, Tabasco and creamy, creamy cheese. Mm. Yum. And you slice pieces of it off, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. And you eat it with crackers. Or you eat it by hand. Yum. Pull pieces of it off. That's right. <laughs> and, just, and just eat it. Now, that's a savory uh, cheese log. You can also make the same thing and omit the savory stuff and add fruits. You could do that. Like pineapple. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Whatever you choose to. I you guess, could. Apples. Yeah. I love apple yeah. and cheese or... Pear and cheese, or grapes and berries and cheese. Mm. No, the way we eat holiday um, apple pies here in the Midwest, we uh, well, I, I love ice cream on it first of all. But mm. here's another way: add slices on top of sharp, extra sharp cheddar. Yes, on the apple Yum. pie. I have been. It was only recently that I had cheddar with apple pie, and oh, it was so good. I couldn't believe I lived so long without it. Well, a lot of times, a favorite snack to bring for me is a, a an apple and a hunk of cheese, and at room temperature, I carry it around. And when I need a snack, I have the cheese in one hand and the apple in the other, and away I go, <laughs> eating. Uh-huh. Yum. Mm-hmm. Now, what I do with apples too? Oh, okay, I want to tell you guys. Before I forget, I want to do this at the top of the show, but I forgot, so I'm going to tell you now. Um, this time of year, there's this wonderful apple. It's my favorite apple in the whole world. And uh, I notice I've been talking about the Midwest a lot. Um, Minnesota first had them out, and they're called Honeycrisp apples. I have had them. Oh, they're so good. Now, they're not for baking. They're for more for eating. Mm-hmm. They're a little tart. And they're very crisp and very good. And they're great with crisp apples. You yeah. love what kind? It sounds so yummy. Mm. Yeah, I just saying I love crisp apples. Yum. Melissa, say that again. We didn't quite hear you. At least I didn't. Oh, I was just saying oh, I love I'd... crisp apples. Oh, sorry, Melissa. <laughs> it 
it's okay. I was beginning to think my name changed or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it might have. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Um, I was just going to say I love apples. And, oh. and I've always been a big fan of apples with peanut butter. I've never tried it with oh. cheese, though. Oh, but yeah. But I love apples with peanut butter. That is good. I love that, too. Well, let me tell you, Melissa, you should um, take a look at getting some... Teddy's peanut butter from Amazon and Ooh. putting that over your apple slices. Oh, it's just what's, heavenly. What's the difference like between the uh, regular peanut butter you buy at the market? No sugar, no additives. All it is is nuts and salt. And she's probably thinking that doesn't sound like any fun at all. No. Oh, it, it's so good. No, I mean apples already have their sweet taste. Yeah, anyway. they do. Why do you yeah, need sweet and sweet. You know. You know, I've cut an apple in half and just taken the half of it that's open and put peanut butter on it and eaten it. Just you know, you come down yep. eating it around the core. You know. And I've done slices of apple dipped in peanut butter. Here's also another thing I do. Get a regular apple corer, mm-hmm. corer oh, I love whatever. Those. And yep, then you just pull them. Pull it. That was my sound effect, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you know those cores. Nice. Those cores remind me of like a wagon wheel. <laughs> the way they're shaped. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> With all the little and sections. Then, mm-hmm. And just, but this is just a core that just pulls the core out. It doesn't slice it. And then you fill it up with peanut butter and eat it. Larry, do you have a favorite holiday food? There was one thing when I lived in Michigan. They had these things called pasties, which were really nice. They It was like a huge pocket bread type thing with uh, beef uh, potato and rutabaga in it. Yeah, Randy was just talking That's about funny. those. funny. I just heard about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys. Those are really nice. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I've never had them. But I was very surprised, Larry, when um, I, when your family, you went to be with your family for Thanksgiving dinner and you brought back leftovers. I was really surprised that you brought back rutabaga. I never knew. it. I don't know. A lot of people I've been around Hardly anybody I've known eats rutabaga, especially, and it seems to be a wintry kind of thing to eat. I don't know why, but it it always seems like more people who eat it, if, you know, and a lot of people don't even know about it. We always called it turnip, but I was real surprised your family ate it for Thanksgiving, too. That was pretty cool. Yes, they did, and they still do. Yeah, I love it. And I, I still remember that one year for Thanksgiving when I smoked that 15-pound turkey. That was yeah. uh, that turned out really nice. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to do a week about turkeys and birds and other kinds of things that people might want to cook for Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner. Right, Randy? Betcha. Yeah. Um, well, now, rutabagas that can be eaten raw. Yeah, you can, and they have a really sweet flavor, and they have they they really have a, a different texture. They do. They're sort of kind of between a cross between a like a potato and a jicama, with a you know the texture. Ooh. I mean, I don't know how many of you all have had. I jicama. love jicama with garlic butter on it. Oh, I am not sure if I've had yeah. it. I think I have, but I I can't quite place it. 
Um, Great. It, it looks like a huge water chestnut hole. Hmm. Wow. And uh, so anyway, you can mash rutabaga, and or you can. That's um, what we well, do. You got to be careful because if you put it with your food, uh, like if you're pressure cooking or slow cooking, the thing that you're roasting could take on the flavor. Yeah, we so, do it separately, and we do mash it. And then when we have leftovers, we sometimes mix it with the mashed potatoes afterwards. And oh, yep. oh, yum! Oh man, <laughs> you like that, Melissa? Have you ever had that mashed rutabaga with potato? Uh no, but you know what? It just sounds really good. <laughs> it sounds really good. It'll get rid of that cold, Melissa. They can be a pain to peel at times, <laughs> but they are yeah. good. And what <laughs> I hey, do? Make me some and send it on over because Thursday okay. is my birthday. So oh, is I just really? mine, mine was yes. just last week. Yeah, cool. Wow. Well, my one of my favorite um, holiday foods will always be the turkey with the cranberry sauce. I don't mm. know why, but I've just always loved it. And uh, right now I could go for a hot buttered rum. <laughs> yeah, that'll get rid of that cold too. <laughs> I love to take turkey, cranberry sauce, and dressing and make a sandwich with it the next hey, day. Oh, come on. Really? Yeah. yeah, I do. I do the same thing. Do you really? <laughs> I do. I like to eat it. Yeah, that's good. And also I love those deviled eggs. Oh. Now, I like to eat that kind of a sandwich late in the evening because, you know, usually I'm too stuffed to do it, you know, right away. <laughs> so I like to have a little sparkling wine and that little sandwich on – but I like my sandwich on those little turkey buns, they call them. Oh, yeah, those those little ones, yeah. Those are good too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just put stu- uh, dress, stuffing, dressing, whatever you want to call it, turkey and cranberries. Oh, Jesus Oh, great. yum. Well, another holiday – a couple holiday things that I uh, love to make. One is these holiday meatballs. Now, there are a million ways that you can make meatballs. You can even buy them already made, and some of them are really good. But I like to make them, and I actually found an easy way to to make them, to first cook them. I used to do them on the stove, do them in the skillet, roll them around, but... Now I do them in the oven. But anyway, to make them, um, I've used either ground beef or I've even bought ground, what they call meatloaf mix, which used to be ground beef, pork, and veal. Now my store tells me they, they don't have ground veal in it. But you can still get that if you want. The only thing with using ground pork is you have to make sure it's really well cooked. But I'm, I mix my meats together... And I add some seasoned breadcrumbs and some onion. And um, I think I add a little, I've add uh, well, egg and um, a little bit of milk and or maybe some tomato or V8 juice. But the real, real, I'm going to tell you the secrets to my meatballs. And this, this comes from two different people, so I put them together. I add sesame seeds and blue cheese. There's that blue cheese again. So um, oh, I make yeah. mix all that up by hand and even let it sit in the refrigerator for, for a while if you can, if you have time. And then I roll them in little balls and I line a baking sheet with foil. And if I can get two or three of them going, because sometimes I can make one and have two in the oven, um, and I put them on the baking sheet 
And I think that I usually bake them at 350 for, you know, maybe um, 15 minutes. I'll check and see if it feels like they're done on the bottom and then just kind of roll them around a little so that they can get more evenly done. But they're going to still cook in in the, um, I put them in a crock pot or you could probably put them in that Nesco or anything you want to keep them warm in. And um, they're still, they can still cook while they're heating. They can cook longer, cook inside. But once they're cooked, I, I do, you know, put them in a heating device. And then this is another weird little secret recipe that was my mother found in the newspaper one day. Take grape jelly and chili sauce and mix uh-huh. them together and pour that over those meatballs and you got the blue cheese and the sesame seeds going on and then I've sometimes also added pineapple chunks and even little hot dogs and I mean just a pot of that stuff at a party I mean people go nuts people I just oh, usually yeah. have either toothpicks or or skewers or plastic forks there and people go crazy <laughs> Chili sauce is one of my favorites. Yep, it's, and grape jelly mixed with it, it would be. It is just great. Mm-hmm. And that stuff just caramelizes over the meatballs, and oh my god, guys, oh, it's good. Oh, it's incredible. I do the same thing almost. I have a, a liner that goes into a pan, so all that grease and uh, stuff goes to the bottom into another pan. It's like a meatloaf pan. Now, you guys know what a meatloaf pan is, right? Like an oblong loaf pan kind of thing? It's a loaf pan, yep, except it's got lifters inside of it, and the lifters have holes in it to drain the grease. Mm-hmm. And I have a meatloaf pan that's like that, only really big. Oh, wow. So you can line up those meatloafs, uh, meat, sorry, meatballs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And and light up the meatloaves in there. <laughs> make about twenty meatloaves, you know. <laughs> and uh, that's some party. Yeah, Whoa! Sure is. Hey, what do you expect um, from the big R? <laughs> but those—that's a great mix, you guys. The meatball mix that she was talking about. <laughs> hey, big R. Are you ready for a sound bite? Bite, bite, bite. Okay, here we go. Now it's time for sound bite. Bite, 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 bite. I laugh every time I hear that thing. Oh man! <laughs> do you remember well, what it is? Here's one of my yeah favorite things to do <clears throat> with. Uh, Let's say that if you want to have uh, your cookies a little softer, you find that they're a little, uh, well, not to happen around my house, but uh, <laughs> if they happen to get a little bit hard, take a slice of bread and put it in your cookie box, like if you have lock and lock or a cookie jar or whatever, and you got to uh, wait for a day or two, you know, like overnight, and that moisture from the bread gets into the cookie, or, or you could do the same thing with uh, brown sugar. And it will soften the cookie or brown sugar once it's done. The brown sugar. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. That's well, the end of the sound. Okay. <laughs> bite, bite, bite. <laughs> I love that crunch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> 
That's just like somebody's there. biting into one of those apples and cheese snacks. I do yeah. think so. <laughs> That's me taking a bite out of an apple, actually. I tell you. <laughs> sounds like a really big apple. Well, you know, another Taking holiday. a bite out of New York City. <laughs> <laughs> it is that big, yeah. <laughs> another favorite holiday treat, which we did talk about this a little bit on the Crock-Pot show, is that uh, some call it party party mix, some call it chicks mix, and at Jeff's house, who is also listening, Jeff and Carrie are listening, hey, uh, they call it nuts and bolts. You all know what that is? I've never heard that term, but yeah. I do know what it is, yeah. Yeah, and uh, you can make it. I make it in the crock pot. I was sharing this a couple weeks ago. I... You can actually make it in the crock pot, which I find much easier. The time I did it in the oven, I got burned because you have Ooh. to keep stirring it. And it's it's easier to stir it in the crock pot. You could probably do it in the in the pressure cooker if your pressure cooker has a, a slow cooker. Or I guess if you just kept stirring it, you could use that browning function as long yeah, as you... It's pretty hot, though, but you got to really watch it. Yeah, you might not want to use that part then. Okay, but the slow cooker... I think she's right. If your uh, cooker's got a slow cooker setting, yeah. like her big boss does... The big boss. I feel like launching into big boss, man. <laughs> <laughs> How about it, Jason? Play a little big boss man for it. Oh, yeah, if I could rattle it together quick enough. Yeah. Oh, well, but, um, so you take it. you take all your all your cereals that you want to use, and all your if you want to use nuts, uh, Chex Mix are gluten free now. If anybody cares, <laughs> uh, and there you can put Cheerios, you can put peanuts, you can put walnuts, anything like that, pretzels, and then um, heat some butter. I usually do a whole stick of butter. Add some Worcestershire, add some Tabasco, um, add whatever spices you want. Like it says garlic salt and, and all that. I usually use garlic powder, onion powder. Um, and pour, mix all that together with the butter and the Worcestershire and Tabasco. And I like to do it a little heavy on the Tabasco to make it spicy. Um, and then you pour that over and turn your crock pot up to high and just stir it often over the next couple of hours. Stir, 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 so that it all gets coated. And then after a couple of hours, you can turn it down to low and still stir it every, you know, every once in a while for another hour or two if you want. But, oh, and then put it in an airtight container. You're good to go. That mm, easy. Very good. Yeah. Stirred, not shaken. Or is that shaken, not stirred? <laughs> I suppose you could shake the crock pot. Yeah, I suppose that. you could. <laughs> I suppose shake you the could. crock out of it. <laughs> well, I live in California, and I have initially called it the shake and bake state. And the reason why is because we're known for our earthquakes and our hot weather. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's a good name for it, the shake and bake state. Oh, you wouldn't even have to cook the... Uh... Chex mix. You can set it out on your counter and let it heat up, and you're good to go. Yeah. You're you're what in near needles, aren't you? No, I'm actually in Palm Desert, and I'm about 
I'd say an hour and a half from Blythe, and Blythe is like on the Arizona border. Okay. So, um, I remember actually one day I was I had a crock pot going and I was making meatballs for meatball subs, oh. and we had a five point nine earthquake. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh my goodness! And the crock pot almost fell off the counter. I was like. Everybody wants to save their furniture. Everybody wants to save their belongings. Save the meatballs. Yeah, save the meatballs. I don't want to have a mess to clean up. (laughs) And here here we are. Everyone's sitting on the couch and people are running outside. And I'm running over to the kitchen going, my crockpot, no! (laughs) Did the meatballs fly out? Um... uh, no, a, a few of them did, just a couple, but I, I managed to salvage everything. And it was funny because my neighbors came out of their houses wanting to check if everyone's okay. And I brought the whole crock pot out. I'm like, everyone want meatball subs? Oh, that's neat. Oh, there's a real food for you right really, there. That is really, really cool. What a fun thing to do with a, you know, you turned it into something wonderful. <laughs> My that. friend said to add a little bit more comedy to it, I should have had Jerry Lee Lewis's whole lot of shaking going on in the background. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you should have. <laughs> oh, that's great. Now, another thing that I that just heard about... The old way of doing popcorn when you shake the pan. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> now, another thing I just heard about today, as a matter of fact, and you'll have to look this up because I don't have the exact ingredients for it, but it's called a... I'm going to pronounce this... Uh, well, here, a dump cake. You ever heard of a dump cake? Yes, I have. I didn't care yeah, for I it, but it on TV. but yeah, I have heard of that. You take all your ingredients, um, such as butter, sugar, and a few other ingredients. Uh, sixteen ounce can of pumpkin or sixteen ounces of pumpkin puree, and you add that to a crock pot, and then you add. Um, I suppose you could add some chocolate chips or something. And then uh, the secret ingredient is take your favorite cake mix, whatever cake mix you want, dump that in. Thus, a dump cake. In other words, you just you measure your yeah. stuff in. You don't do anything. You maybe give it just a little stir. Put the crock pot on low for four hours and a half. And uh, you have a dump cake. That yeah, I don't know why I didn't like yeah, it. Not so sure I'd like that, but that does sound good. It sounds never yeah. tried it. Um, and speaking of pumpkin recipes, there was a Kindle book. Jason, I talked about it a lot last year. I think right when I was reading it, there was a Kindle book. It was a free book, and I I can find it. Um, but it was just filled with pumpkin recipes, and it was so. I I really liked it. I mean, they talked about um, cooking pumpkin and um, actually turning it into soup, uh, putting a salad in a pumpkin, like scooping it out and still eating some of the pumpkin, but also putting salad in it. They talked about pie. They talked about just a ton of different things with pumpkin. And I thought, what fun. That would really be fun. I, I've never uh-huh. cooked one. I think it, and they said there are different kinds that the kinds that are for Halloween are not, not usually as tasty as the ones. And I, I, I think the ones for Halloween are like the jack-o'-lantern and the other kind for cooking and eating are a different, a different kind. 
Well, I don't know where the one that came from that we got, but uh, it was incredible. And, and I think it was a, a Jack Lantern pumpkin. Huh? But and I, you, you know, I don't know for sure. And you did seeds too, right? Talk about that. Oh yes. Oh, I love Here's pumpkin real seeds. Real quickly, what I did, I just cut the top off. Oh, well, actually, sorry, uh, slice it in half. Um, down the you know, right down the center, so it's like a boat. Scoop it all out, and the it is the membrane, the seeds. Separate them all. And what I did with the uh, seeds, I put them in a colander, rinsed them off, put them in the air fryer, set it for 300, put a tablespoon of oil in, and a half hour later, tossed it with some salt, and there you have pumpkin seeds. Now the rest, <sighs> you turn the pumpkin... So it's face down, and uh, you put it in a hot oven at 400 degrees for about an hour. Then you uh, just peel – oh, you put, put salt around the rim of the pumpkin before baking. And mm. then you peel the skin back. It comes off just like a big sheet. Mm. It's pretty cool. Skin. Wow. And then you put it into your – the it being the inside of the pumpkin. You'll throw the skin away. Mm-hmm. And then you uh, puree in your favorite blender. Um, mm. I have a Vitamix. Uh, Deb has a uh, Blendtec. So does Jason. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just put it on high for about a minute or so. And you want to do it in like about three batches depending. This was a 14-pound pumpkin. And uh, then you put it in a container, and, and there you go. Oh, That's yum. your pureed pumpkin. And honest oh. to goodness, guys. Uh, well, hey, <clears throat> uh, I was talking to Jason about it, and uh, he seemed really keyed about it. So yeah. guess, what's coming, guess what's coming to his house? <laughs> yeah. Are you going to make pie with it? No, I've made uh, br- uh, so far I've made two loaves of bread and pumpkin soup. I might make pie. I yeah. want to get another another pumpkin. I mm. love pumpkin pie, especially fresh. You got to try it sometime. Oh, I would. Oh, I would love to. Oh, and here is a. I don't want to murder pumpkin pie, but I want to tell you something you can do when you're making a pumpkin pie that is. Oh, if you like a creamy pumpkin pie, add a pack of vanilla pudding. Really? Yep. Oh, man. That sounds good to me. That sounds good. Mm. Well, I mean, it's like if you're taking like a homemade, homemade, wonderful, real pumpkin pie, I don't, you know, it might sound like, oh, what are you doing putting that stuff in it? Oh, no, that sounds good. Now, is that an instant pudding? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just, mm, mm, mm. It makes it so extra creamy. Now, what else you can do with your pie, guys? Uh, Sorry, I mean your um, pumpkin your pureed pumpkin, not, not with your pie, and just wait till I'm done, and you'll know why I'm laughing here. <laughs> you can you can put the puree into your smoothie. <laughs> you could put oh, your pie yeah. in your smoothie not too. Your pie. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I have put puree in smoothie. smoothies. Oh my god! In a like a vanilla smoothie, to add pumpkin is just heavenly. Mm. Uh huh. What did you really? say, Melissa? What um you you said a vanilla smoothie how how do you make a vanilla smoothie? Um, I well I use I'll add a vanilla protein powder, 
Um, and I'll get a, I've got, oh, okay. I've had some different ones that have a real, real rich vanilla. You could also add, there is a powdered vanilla. You could add, you could add vanilla extract. You could add, um, vanilla coffee creamer. <laughs> you could, um, you could add vanilla almond milk. Yes. Yep. Yeah, you sure could. And almond now, milk is, that- is very creamy. Mm-hmm. Is that the same thing? Is what is it? The silk that I, I keep yeah. hearing about on TV. Uh-huh. Almond milk? Silk yep. makes almond milk. Silk made used to make and probably still does make soy milk. Um, silk, I think, makes cashew milk. Is it silk? Yeah, Jason? It's just a, yeah, yeah, just a brand. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and so they have a vanilla almond, or is it yes. just vanilla and then almond? Uh, uh-uh. uh, they have a vanilla almond. Oh and my god! I think it's very it. vanilla. It's great. Very vanilla, and they have a chocolate, and uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think if I had to now, is that milk lactose free? Because I am lactose intolerant, but I take pills. Yeah, the almond milk is almond milk is is you know that's is safe. Too? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh wow. And Melissa, <laughs> you can put almond milk on your cereal too. Yep, you sure can. And you can drink it. It's it's. I like. I prefer it to uh, milk. Oh yeah. Yeah, me too. And I know um, talk I keep... my husband because he's into he's into like the old fashioned. He likes just plain old milk. Well, but so, if you can't tolerate that, yeah. <clears throat> well, I take pills because mm. when I go to restaurants, everything has dairy in it. Almost, you know. Yeah. There's all these recipes, especially when you go to a pizza parlor. There's cheese mm-hmm. piles and piles of you know just cheese ice cream anything will set me off unless i take a pill mm-hmm. so i take the la- the lactate fast acting capsules and hmm. they work wonders have you ever tried coconut ice cream ooh <laughs> i think we're getting- well, that's no. made with coconut milk which is uh lactose free too yeah i think we're getting melissa excited <laughs> there's a brand here called- <laughs> what's there's that a G? brand here called so delicious Mm -hmm. and they make the best coconut milk little mini ice cream sandwiches oh god yeah i've had so delicious i think i've had them there that sounds great i have to look for it where where i am amy billman is someone i've been wanting to have on here um she cooks a lot and makes a lot of things really naturally and i believe that she has made cash. You can make your own almond milk and your own cashew milk. She's made. Mm-hmm. I think she's made cashew milk, and has has either made or knows how to make whipped cream with cashew milk. God. In oh yeah. <laughs> wow, Yum. that sounds great. I want. I, I want it. <laughs> now I have uh, Melissa. I don't know Melissa. I don't know if you've ever heard of this or not. Um, but there's something that you use to make uh, nut milks called a nut bag. Right. You ever heard of one? A nut bag? What? Yep. So you make Don't call nut- Randy that name, Melissa. <laughs> Don't call me a nut bag. <laughs> I won't call you a nut bag. I'm sorry. Larry, <laughs> kick her off, off the show. <laughs> I couldn't resist. <laughs> Just really, a general little kick. Then. Really set that one up, I boy. Do that. You sound too nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, she is nice. She's been following me for years, and so you know, I got to <laughs> congratulate her for that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, it's a bag that's made out of um, like a cheesecloth material. 
and you just pour your um, nuts into it, and you add water. Uh, well, actually, you blend everything up, and then pour your ingredients into the nut bag, and it sifts everything down, and there's your nut milk. Where do you find That's those cool, nut bags? Amazon. <laughs> you want my address? <laughs> 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 oh, that's funny. Uh, I'm in uh, Duluth, Minnesota. Um, uh, let's see. Um, Amazon, actually. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. Now, I have a question. Um, for the the pets in our lives, are you guys going to do any holiday treats for them? I ha- I don't know if I will, but I have made homemade dog biscuits. And I've also given my cats raw shrimp. Um, I have been known to do that. Anybody else? I recently made some um, homemade, some heart-shaped treats for my guide dog um, for his birthday. He's, I have a yellow Labrador. His name is Zappa. Um, so I made some heart-shaped treats. So I think what I'm going to do is take that same recipe and make some like crisp, <clears throat> Christmas cookie cutters, you know, different yep. like, Christmas trees, candy canes, all that stuff. Yeah, perfect. That's great. I like that. Yeah, I, I oh, made dog biscuits a few Nine times. minutes to the top of the hour here, mm-hmm. reminding you of the time. I have my watch on. Okay. <laughs> is there anything you want to do or want me to play? No, not not really. Just okay. of the time. Um, another really neat holiday thing that I really like that people bring over here um, is they're they're like a Ritz cracker covered in dark chocolate. Um, in Ooh. between them is peanut butter. Oh, then it's, those then it's are put my together. Favorite. Pardon me. Oh, they said those are my favorite. Yep, and then once it's put together. It's all the whole thing is just <laughs> slam dunked into dark chocolate. I have had those. Oh, oh my god! Wow. And I think I've also had them coated in white chocolate. Oh, oh. so great! And then they they're cooled, and I like them. You know, really pretty cold, so they have a good snap to them. Have any of you ever had yeah. frangos? What frangos? Oh. They're hard to find. Now I, I've gotten them at Macy's, but they used to be in Seattle. They used to be individually wrapped in a, in a cardboard round container. But I think they actually first originated in Chicago in a box that looks like just a candy box. And the mint ones, they're frango mints and they're creamy, chocolatey. I'm not like any... They're not, they're not like your little peppermint patties or or anything like that. They are so creamy, and they there's some they make at holiday time that have bits of candy cane in them, and then they have almond ones mm. and also all rich chocolatey. Oh, I have to look and see if Macy's still has them, but they are good if you can find them. They're online at all. I wonder if you could. They just might find them be. Online. Yeah, they might oh, be. That sounds great. Yeah, they're really. Oh my really, goodness, that sounds good. Yeah, they're really good. They are really delicious. Um, I went and I, f- I found them a few years ago and, and then I haven't looked since. But it's funny how we we typically get into so many 
treats at holiday time, so many wonderful things that happen, like different kinds of chocolates and baked goods and and uh, interesting snacks and, and things. It's, you know. Snickerdoodles. Oh, yeah. Do you like those at holiday time? Oh, I love snickerdoodles. I have never made them. I've had them, but I've never made them. Have you made them? Um, I made them with a friend of mine a couple of years ago, and they turned out really well. Um, but I always loved it when my aunt made them. Oh, my goodness. They're with gumdrops, aren't they? Um, it's sort of like, kind of like a cookie, but yeah, I think the ones that I made them with didn't have gumdrops. Hmm. I forget what peanuts, the recipe right? was. Peanuts it and was chocolate and... Nuts and chocolate, some cinnamon. Well, we're going to do a whole show about cookies, and that will really yeah. be fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know Jeff wanted to have a cookie show. Yeah, he does. And uh, we're going to... One of the cookies will have kale in them. I was thinking, yeah, we'll chocolate vegetable cookie for him. Uh Chocolate covered kale cookies for Jeff. (laughs) Oh, he hates vegetables, so we love to tease him. (laughs) Poor Jeff. He's probably like, oh, guys, oh, you guys. (laughs) He's listening. He can have some uh, chocolate covered grasshoppers. Yeah. Now, when I was no a kid, comment. I really liked Christmas candy, you know, just the hard Christmas candy. And I thought, well, oh. I'll look for it on Amazon. And believe it or not, I found it there, old-fashioned Christmas ribbon candy. <gasps> ribbon oh, candy. Oh, I love that ribbon candy. Yes. I so I ordered it, guys, and I ordered like two boxes of it. And in two days. Oh, oh my God. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yum. Oh, that is so good. Oh, I love ribbon candy. Do you guys remember those Rocher chocolates, those little balls that kind of have the nuts on the outside and it's kind of crunchy? Oh, and I with the those. hazelnut in this inside? Yes. Well, I didn't bring it in here with me, but I got for my birthday these deluxe Hershey Kisses that are like, they're in this beautiful box, a beautiful oh, gold hard plastic box I, f- I held the box and i thought is there a tablet in here you know i'm thinking is this I, and I, it was a high-tech birthday but it wasn't a tablet in that box but they were these giant hershey kisses each one was like the size of two and they're chocolatey but inside there's a hazelnut and some creamy kind of something oh man are they good everybody should have a hazelnut for christmas oh yeah well they got two of them right here <laughs> Yeah, put them in the nut bag. <laughs> put them in the nut bag. <laughs> well, I did get an Apple TV for my birthday, so it was still very cool. But yay! I yeah, those. yeah, I got. Yeah, them. they just raffled one off tonight at the uh, ACB Ohio convention. Did they? The oh, yeah, they did. How exciting! And there's going to be one in the holiday auction. An Apple TV, a new one, the brand new mm. Apple TV. Yeah. Gonna be a lot of cool things in that auction. Mm. Sounds great. So I know uh, we still didn't talk about knives with guides. Could completely forgot about it. But next week um, we'll continue with holiday 
kinds of recipe. I call it the calling it recipe roundup, holiday recipe roundup. Do we know what we want to talk about? Well, yeah. knives, and of course we can talk about knives. And let's we're going to play Melissa's. Uh, yeah. We'll demo, play. not yeah. demo, but uh, recipe. Yeah, we will do that. And anything. Any other pos- anything in mind? Specific? Uh, just, I don't know. Just holiday stuff. There's more to talk about. There I sure should, we is. can talk about. Uh, Jason and I the other day were talking about rosettes. We can talk about rosettes. Oh yeah. I don't know what they are. Wait till next I guess, week. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. <laughs> well, certainly lots of side dishes and and you know other and there are are people that have so many different kinds of meals. I mean. If I I have to tell you I have to go through my Christmas breakfast because that's another whole thing that I make. That's where I make Good the homemade for, quiche uh, and uh, cinnamon uh, rolls and oh yeah, we quiche. Uh, well, uh, I there's bacon with you know bacon and cheese, but sometimes I'll add spinach and mushroom and all kinds of stuff. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Next week we'll also talk about my holiday favorite, one of them, uh, apple stuffed sausage with crescent rolls. Oh, oh my oh, goodness! God. Yum. <laughs> wow. You need to make me some now. <laughs> well, it's really been great. I appreciate you all being here, and appreciate all of you listening. And don't forget, the podcast will be up after uh, Monday. And we'll be back next week. Thanks so much for being with us. 